What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Uh, we recorded this before the 49ers lost to the Rams, so we were just kind of still filled with a little bit of hope at the time before our dreams got crushed. And just like a good friend of mine used to play this song that's coming up right after any time one of my teams lost, it's over. At least for this season and uh, probably for the, uh, the career of Jimmy G as quarterback for the 49ers. The career or the, uh, this, uh, this iteration of his career, I should say. Uh, let's see. On the show today, um, we have some fun uh, Super Bowl stats as far as beer goes and a contest that you might want to try to win. The, <laughs> in accordance with uh, Sorcerer Chromatics Beer, the cold brew list fits accordingly. It's a great list. Love it. Started watching the show again. You'll see what I mean. And finally, at the very end, we talk a little bit about football. We talk about the great um, win from the, the week before. And then our predictions for this past week that just happened against the Rams. And then finally, we end with talking about the last episode, the uh, episode five of The Mandalorian. Uh, excuse me. Boba Fett. <laughs> All right. Uh, so don't forget to find us on Instagram and on Untapped Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. And I hope you enjoyed the noisy interviews I did at Copper State Beer Festival that I released a couple days ago. So enjoy those. Or a day ago, I should say. All right. Without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Not bad. Yeah? Not bad, actually. Pretty excited. Uh, let's see. Timestamp, it's uh, it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. And everything is all right. So, um, <laughs> no, but uh, tomorrow's, tomorrow's my daughter's uh, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Two, the big two, right? The big O2. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times, man. Oh, definitely. I mean, for I mean, I remember when back when my daughter turned two. So I mean, I just remember just having a lot of fun at that age. She's still a lot of fun. a little handful though. They start, you know, start, you know, start pushing back a little bit. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's coming. <laughs> But it's fun, man. That's that's part of it. I mean, that's part of you learning, uh, learning who she is, who she's becoming. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, let's get into the beer, shall we? Sure. All right. Today I have in front of me from Wiley Roots Brewing Company, new friends of ours, and they are out of Greeley, Colorado. Why does that name sound familiar? I looked that up a little bit. Greeley, Colorado sounds super familiar. Wiley Roots Brewing Company. I have their football beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just American lager. That's all, That's the description I got, and that's what it is. <laughs> it's just an American lager. Um, 5% alcohol by volume, so this comes in a pint can. This is just, you know, your average everyday American lager. Some that, you know, you watch football with or drinking while watching football like you know like Bud Light or Coors Light or all the other beer companies that advertise during the Super Bowl so without further ado pop off what do you got I got from our friends at Ultimate Beer Works yeah in collaboration with our friends at Faction Brewing oh nice Seven. <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> and that's the full name of the beer, right? Seven, that's the name? Yes. So yeah, uh, Ultimate and Faction teamed up to do a, uh, a collab. And for those of you that are uh, fans of Faction Brewing, they have a lot of beers with uh, 
with uh, Seinfeld references in the name. I remember you had one a while back. I forgot what what the reference was though, but but uh, I believe it was the Penske class. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, when when George just showed up for work, or when he wasn't sure if he got the job or not. Yeah. Oh, didn't he just like organize it in like one of those accordion file folders? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I know they have a uh, cafe latte. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, and they have a uh, Mandalay wit. <laughs> Mandalay. Uh, See Mandalay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the picture too. George, like George on his face. <laughs> and you want to be my leg tick salesman. <laughs> exactly. All right, too. So this uh, this artwork, this can artwork, actually does have a, a likeness picture of George Costanza and his uh, fiance Susan at the time. Okay. He's referencing when he had the idea to, to name their their kid seven. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like so, an argument, right? Com- yeah, a read little comment. Okay. George, I got a great name for our beer. A real a real original. Yeah, you ready? Seven. And it's season. Seven IPA. Are you serious? <laughs> George, it's a beautiful name for a beer or a West Coast. <laughs> Especially a West Coast. Or a beer. <laughs> that's not a name, that's a number. What, you don't like the name? It's awful, I hate it. Well, that's the name. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. No beer of mine is going to be named Seven. All right, just stay calm here. Don't get all crazy on me. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, right. That's funny. All right, and then yeah, the uh, Ultima. Uh, they actually had it like the description on the website. It didn't jump to uh, to untap, but mm-hmm. what they have is on the can. So uh, we dare you to come up with a better name than Seven. This tropical West Coast collab IPA with our buddies at Packing Brewing features sevenish ingredients and showcases Idaho Seven. Delivering a delicious ripe pineapple. So, like every other beer, pop off. All right. Uh, so, mine, the uh, Wiley Roots Brewing Company football beer. It's good. I mean, it's it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's an American lager. There's no frills, no thrills. Um, I would like it to be a little bit more clear. There is a, like a slight haze to it. Um, I don't know if that's just uh, maybe because I let it sit too long. But, you know, when, when you think of American lager, you think of like Bud Light, Coors Light, you know, even just Budweiser, Coors. And it's all clear. It's all perfectly clear. They do it every single fucking time. I mean, that's what makes them. Uh, that's the the consistency is what every brewmaster is after. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this one it's good. It's just not clear, and you can kind of taste it in the uh, in the finish. It's just not crisp. It's not it's not hitting that note. It the taste is good, but the the mouthfeel isn't there. So yeah, you know it, it's good. It's not great. So I'm gonna wait. I'll rate it better than than a. Uh, um, it's got a little bit more flavor than a uh, than a Bud Light or Miller Light because you know it's not a light beer, but it. I don't know. I, I think I like uh, Coors better. Coors Banquet beer better than this one. Interesting. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a bad beer. It's just not. It's not exactly. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> Simply put. Cool. Well, when you when you were talking about uh, your beer, I was sipping on mine. Um, yeah. it's nice. It's what am I want to say. It's, it's definitely, well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely West Coast IPA. It's got that, that uh, sweetness to it. But not, yeah, it, it is pineapple, I would say. It, it's sweet, not like juicy, you know, because juicy tends to have kind of like a, a sugary sweetness. Yeah. Or this is kind of like, you could tell it's like a, a fruit sweetness. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I get it, yeah. So... Uh, the fruit, of course, yeah, it's kind of like that tropical pineapple feel. Yeah, that's um, what I was, was nice. going to say, I like mean, papaya uh, and guava and all those tropical fruits. Exactly. So, um, 
yeah, I'm mean, just interested to see how this one opens up a little bit. Uh, aromatics aren't there uh, as far as overwhelming, so it's kind of a chill um, IP mm-hmm. in that aspect. Oh, okay. All right, so we will rate these beers later on during our untapped portion of the show. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, I got uh, three uh, beer news stories. It's not yet NFL Championship Sunday, but I already have Super Bowl stories. All right. This first one, man. This one, this one's wild. This is the wildest fucking. It's not even a beer story, <laughs> but I had to, I had to bring it up because it comes in a keg. So you know Hor- Hormel, right? The the food uh, manufacturer. Like Hormel Chili. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hormel Chili. I'm sure they they yeah. they do other things, but that's what they're known for, right? Okay. Uh, they are coming out with a keg of chili cheese. Nice. <laughs> so a full keg of fuck fifteen point five gallons of chili cheese sauce, and they will deliver it to your Super Bowl party. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Yeah. If they're delivering it, I'm I'm assuming they're giving you like the whole uh what's it called? Um uh, the whole setup to get it, extract it and yeah. probably keep it warm and all that stuff. Yeah, I am guessing that too. You can uh to get your hands on this, you don't have to buy it, but it is uh being given away. It's like a sweepstakes. So you go to Hormel Chili dot com and you have to end you have until February sixth to enter. Um, the lucky winner will have the keg delivered straight to their door on game day. So who doesn't like a good chili cheese dip, right? Right. But 15 gallons, man. Holy shit. That, yeah, there better be some party, man. You have be able to eat 15 gallons of this stuff. Remember we used to go to our um, our cousin's house? I, say, I was about to say our dad's cousin because that's how I remember him. But he's our cousin, too. We used to go to his... That was a pretty big Super Bowl party back in the day, right? He was up in the hills in Milpitas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you say? Like, maybe like 20, 25 people of those parties every year? Uh, possibly a bit more. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just being conservative because I, I was a kid. Yeah. You know, you and I were kids. We were just running around having fun. Yeah. But I never really... But, but that was, those are probably the biggest Super Bowl. Have you ever been to a bigger Super Bowl party? You, you, you might have. I mean, you were in a fraternity, so... <laughs> um, you know what? Probably yeah. I mean, they're just a just a house party with the game on. Yeah. Um, okay. Multiple TVs and whatnot. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I yeah. I, I guess I, I have been as far as uh, or at least uh, very comparable. Hmm. All right. Cool. So yeah. So I was just uh yeah. I thought that was a really fucking great story. <laughs> I love chili cheese, man. I love chili cheese dogs, uh, chili cheese fries, chili cheese nachos. So right when I saw that, it's a keg. I think that's how I associated with beer. There you go. All right. Um, another thing I was reading about is just uh just I think we we may have talked about this a few years ago, but. Uh, do you know about approximately how much beer is consumed on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, I think they said one thirty pack for every American. So. <laughs> even, even the minors and the senior citizens. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Those are the, they, they're the ones that do the like. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yes, of course. Um, just any ballpark. No, I, I don't want to get it wrong. All right. According to uh, the likes of HuffPost and the Telegraph, 325.5 million gallons of beer will co- be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking beer, right? You were close, man. But, I mean, it's more like a, a gallon for every American. US. Yeah, for every American. Because it's about 330... Um, 330 million Americans, right? The the last census that came through, I think. But they were counting everywhere. They were yeah. including infants and 
as many homelesses as they could. So anyway, right. I just thought that it was uh, it was worth it was it was newsworthy to me. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. I never would have thought that much. All right, the last story I want to get to is Budweiser returns to the Super Bowl this year. Wait, so like ten beers is or uh, uh, yeah. Oh, you're going back to the uh, the yeah. The, yeah. Okay, a hundred. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, one hundred twenty-eight ounces is a uh, is a gallon. Okay. And you said almost a gallon, so that's almost a twelve pack a person. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude, that's a lot. But I mean, yeah, it's, if you calculate, it, you yeah. count spillage and impossible, uh, you know, bad pours, you know. <laughs> or you know, a house party that gets a keg and not everyone drinks it. Right. And then you have like half a keg left of stale beer. But this is also counting like, you know, around the world because it's a worldwide phenomenon, the Super Bowl. People watching right. in the UK and Australia and India. It's, it gets broadcasted to Latin America and all that. You know that though. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, to the, on to the next story. Budweiser is making its return to the Super Bowl. It's been a while, right? Since we've seen a Budweiser commercial. They used to have, uh, you know, the, the Clydesdales. The, yeah, the Clydesdales. I mean, those, that was the latest, latest iteration, but they also had, don't forget the frogs. Everyone loved the frogs. Yeah. Well, they had them both. They had, they always, they'd always have the horses. And right. then, remember when the, the, uh, the one with the horses playing football? That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And that one guy goes, it's kind of strange, huh? Yeah, they normally go for two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the. Uh, but I think there was a there was a one that really got uh, America, if you will, was uh, the the Clydesdale and, and like the dog golden retriever. Oh yeah, like best friend. was it a yeah. dog or a dalm? I thought it was a Dalmatian. Was it a golden retriever? No, I thought it was. I don't remember. I thought I, it was a, dog, a golden. Retriever. I I knew that was a popular one. I didn't I didn't care for it. That's why I, I don't remember. I just thought it was no. eh, whatever. Give me uh, yeah, give me some uh, give me some give me some humor over the the heartstrings. When it comes when it comes to my beer commercial during the Super Bowl, but yeah, so Budweiser will be back this year. I mean, of course, AB and Bev is gonna go all out on their other ones. You know, the Ultra they had that one last year. Um, probably the the Bud Light next, and even the the Bud Light Teltzer Hard Soda Stella Artois is gonna yeah. be in there. So we'll we'll see a little uh, bit of everything. Have, I just saw two Bud Light Seltzer Sour. Holy shit! God damn, if I couldn't hate a beer anymore, I, that, that might be one. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Gone this year are the usual commercials for good old Bud Light. So there's not going to be a Bud Light commercial this year. I thought they were the official beer of the NFL. What the hell? In their place, ads for Bud Light Next. Oh, there you go. Bud Light Next, like I told you. It's a zero-carb spinoff. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, like I said. And um, yeah, all the other ones I kind of listed. There, there's a, a a picture here, and so the ones I said: Ultra, the Next, the Seltzer Hard Soda, um, Michelob, Ultra Organ Organic Seltzer, uh, Stella Artois, Michelob, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, Bush Light, and Cutwater. Um, the the flavored uh, drinks, I guess. Like lime margarita and all that. You know, remember Cutwater came out with all those cocktail um, drinks. So those are what are going to be the AB and Bev's um, commercials this year during the Super Bowl. They, you know, the the internet kind of took all the fun out of the Super Bowl commercials, right? What are you talking about? Because they do like like a lot of internet company commercials, or the fact that like they'll they'll run them like ahead of time, they'll do sneak peeks yep. or. Are good are you know what I can't stand in like marketing that totally kills me is go to the website to see what happens next. Like fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah, who goes to websites anymore? <laughs> it's like it's the big game, right? I don't I'm not going to the website, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, those, those kill me too. But no, yeah, the you're correct, your second guess uh for what I was alluding to, the it comes out like the commercial comes out on YouTube a week before the Super Bowl. So people are already cool. talking about it. So I guess, they, you know, it's it's all marketing. They know what they're doing. They're smart. But I just don't like to be spoiled. No spoilers. Let me let me uh, watch it. 
while the game's happening. Uh, with any luck, our, our 49ers will be at the game. They'll, they'll be playing uh, in SoFi two weeks in a row. Or two games in a row. Right. But we'll see. That remains to be seen. All right. You know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what give you need. So let me ask you this. Was Seinfeld the popular show? <laughs> One of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Yes. All right. So I have a list of the top Seinfeld-isms for everyday use. <laughs> okay. Where, where do you want me to start at? Uh, what, uh, how? What's the list go to? Uh, where do you want me to start at? Oh, okay. Uh, let's just do top ten. Let's let's make it a quick list. Top ten. All right. Top ten. Go to go to ten to one. Yeah. All right. Top ten is the ass man. No, you don't shot, Doc. Right. Yeah, that was the episode where Kramer got the plates, and uh, I guess it was at Ask Man, and they, they guessed it was a, uh, uh, what is this called? Proctologist? Proctologist. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, he was getting notes from busty women and whatnot, or built women and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then George's mom thought he, he made a pass at her. Right. <laughs> Stop exactly. short. <laughs> oh great number nine the low talk oh I remember the low talker who was the low talker uh, that was the puppy the puppy shirt one right right yeah that eventually led to the puppy shirt that's right yeah I believe Kramer was dating this girl right and, yeah and uh, Jerry did text, yeah all right, number eight. Number eight was a pet peeve. I, I totally have to this day. The double dipper. <laughs> oh, that was. I mean, because that just yeah. Like a, yeah, you like know, putting your whole mouth in the yeah. bowl. If it's yours, let's say like you have that. So let's say you win that Hormel chili cheese thing, and you yeah. you know you have your own bowl, and you just keep dipping with the. That's fine. That's yours. When you're at a funeral. And there's a community dip bowl. You don't double dip. It's just, it's just common courtesy yeah. to your fellow citizen. You dip it once, then you end it. <laughs> Number seven. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but you yada, yada over the best part. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting... Uh... Like, I wonder the origin of that thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone... It, it always seems like, you know, when I'm reading IMDb, um, you know, trivia, it always seems, especially for, like, sitcoms, like a, a writer has, like, a, a past, like, memory of something that happened, and then they just kind of snowballed into an episode. And not just Seinfeld, but, it, you know, it happens all over the place. Oh yeah, like um, because I listened to the podcast for the Office, the Office Lady. Mm-hmm. Like when the when the writers were done for the day, quote unquote, done yeah. working, you, you know they would still stay there and play Call of Duty. That's why they worked Call of Duty into it when Jim was uh, <laughs> at Stanford in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I think Ryan said uh, he well BJ Novak wrote the diversity episode because he remembers working for a corporation and they had to do those that the, or no no he i think it was a class he he took something like that but you know a past uh, memory just brought up that whole episode that was a great episode that was like number two episode yeah. i think they showed it the the second episode in the whole series but um i believe so yeah yeah all right what's okay. next well moving on mm-hmm. number six I personally feel it should be higher. However, because of, uh, well, uh, I'll explain why. Number six is Festivus. <laughs> I know you. You love it, man. You always post about it every year. 
Yeah. And you see, that's the thing. Like, you know, you only talk about it when it comes around. You know, you oh, know. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not, not every day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonal. <laughs> Seasonal. There you go. Just like the Sean Mark shake. <laughs> yeah. Um, number five, Master of My Domain. Oh, yeah. That's a great episode, man. Yeah. The, the contest where, uh, where they were on the honor system about pledging themselves. Right. That was yeah. a term used that he's still uh, in the contest. Right. Number four, Serenity Net. <laughs> that was George's dad, right? Yes. That was number uh, three. Oh, oh just to, oh. just to um, tell our listeners, that was when. George's dad would use serenity now as like a, uh, anytime he get upset, he'd say that to calm himself down. But um, Lloyd Braun like noticed. <laughs> that's right. Lloyd Braun noticed that all he's doing is just suppressing it and it's going to come out terribly later on, which it did. Exactly. Uh, number three, the soup nuts. Oh, yeah. Everyone, I've even, even to this day, I still say, no soup for you. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with soup. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay, like, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'd be offended if someone called me a Nazi, but, like, mm-hmm. the soup Nazi, it, it, it's kind of funny that to put something, like, so, so insignificant, like, soup with a Nazi, <laughs> if I, you know what I mean? So common, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, that, that's, that, to me, that's where the humor is. And then, yeah, when you, uh, when you tell someone no soup for you, that means just, like, it's almost like, uh, like stop being stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or stop, or stop, or stop whining over something so stupid. You know, right? Very good. That's a great reference. Oh yeah. That might even that could even be a number one, but that's three. It could, yeah. So number two in this day and age, actually, this one works rather good. Not that it, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so they were talking about being gay. And how they were uncomfortable with it, but they would always kind of uh, excuse themselves or pardon themselves. With and I thought there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, because they don't want to come off as homophobic. Right. And that was when uh, Jerry ran into an old college friend of their, of he and George's, and she was doing a, a story, right? She was a journalist. Well, yeah, she wasn't a friend. She was just a journalist doing the story. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then she kind of got because George came in and just you know just started riffing you know just being just being guys and kind of uh, um, she thought that they were in a relationship because of the stuff he was saying, right? Right? Yeah. And then number one, mm-hmm. shrinkage. Oh, shrinkage! Yes, <laughs> it shrinks. I don't know how you guys walk around with those. <laughs> he was in the pool. <laughs> that was when they went to the Hamptons, right? And George uh, took the took that woman who walked around topless. Right, that's part of the another part of the story, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, um, she accidentally walked, or no, uh, George, Jerry's girlfriend accidentally walked in on him on George uh, after he got out of the pool when he was changing because she wanted to go and see the baby or something like that. Because they were at a friend's house and they were going to see the baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she just walked in the wrong room. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there was she, a lot of couples there. She, yeah, she she was going to the bathroom or something. Yeah, she just accidentally walked into the wrong room. Jerry told her the wrong room, I think. I just right. I just saw it like, like about a month ago. Hmm. It was so great. And, and what's his name? Uh, Kramer found that lobster trap and he just... Hey, I got some lobsters. So they're all the, uh, around the table eating lobsters. And the, the whole fucking point of the trip out to the Hamptons was to see the baby. And everyone thought the baby was, was ugly, right? Right. <laughs> so great. Any any notable ones that we didn't t- get to that you like? Um, let, me, let me look later on the list. Uh... Let's see. Oh, the regifter. That's funny. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fun worthy. 
Oh, shit, man. But they don't make sponges anymore. But yeah, back in the day. Oh, this kind of goes with the ass man is the stop short. <laughs> yeah, same episode. Yeah. Look at an episode with two of them. Here's one that actually should have been higher. It's only 16 on this list. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> that was when uh, Susan met the gang, right? Yeah. Because a George, oh, one. A George the divided jerk against itself cannot stand. The jerk store. Oh, you, you always use that one on me, though. I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, great. Great list. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm almost done watching the Simpsons uh, season or series for like the I don't know the the fifth time, all the way through. Once I'm done with this, I'm gonna start on the, the Seinfelds again. So great, especially right. as that is on Netflix too. Right. Very good. Hey man, how's your beard treating you? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. All right, so we are going to rate our beers on Untapped right now. Uh, just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. Now, I'm, I remember because of your Cold Brew list story, it was Seinfeld, it was just seven. So I'm going to write seven. That's the name. There it is by Ultima and Faction. I won't give you the overall rating yet until after you give me your rating what would you like to rate this beer at here's the thing i have two Mm -hmm. ratings if you will okay one for ultima and one for affection yes no uh no it's kind of like it's the west coast ipa yeah right well with that said i'm a fan of the of the north coast style to me this tastes more like a, a southern california you know what I mean? Okay. A southern, west, southwest coast? Yeah. Like a San Diego? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's thing. So, if I were just to say West Coast IPA, like in that, the overall category, I'd give it a 3.5. Okay. However, if it was West Coast, uh, you know, Southern California style, I'd give it a 3.7. Okay, I get it. Yeah, because the Pacific Northwest is more the dank floral right you know you, you get a lot of uh, uh marijuana type of of essence to it right all right so three five three seven five i'm gonna give it a three seven five i'll i'll, I'll go with that rating your just because uh just to be more friendly to uh your favorite uh ultimate but i don't know if it's your favorite but you do check in a lot of beers for them right all right so three seven five so should I say it's a, a Southwest Coast IPA? Yeah. Okay. South West Coast IPA. Save and check in. Locked a bunch of badges. Let me close all those. Um, so this Wiley Roots football beer, I like it. It's good. Um, I, it's not the best American lager I've ever had, so I'm just gonna give this one a two seven five. Cause I mean it's, uh, excuse me. It's like middle of the road, just a little bit better than middle of the road. So, out of five, two two point five is right in the middle, right? All right. So here, let me see, Wiley. Roots football beer. It has an overall rating of 3.58. Yeah, overall. 159 people have checked in on it. So not too many people. So I'm gonna give this a 275. And I'm gonna say it's a good mare. Oh, I'll say it's a hazy lager. Or hazy-ish, because if I say hazy lager, people are going to be like, oh, it's not a hazy IPA. All right, say it. I don't know who says that. No one ever fucking comments on our shit. Hey, every once in a while, we get a comment. But. Real quick, I know we talked about it last week because, you know, we talked about the 49ers making it, uh, but we didn't know who's going to win. And 
they are playing the Rams this weekend. How do you? Uh, the Rams are favored three three and a half uh, points, right? Right. Last I checked. Um, how do you feel? Do you, do you feel confident? You feel you know? Are you just like uh, I hope we win, but I'm I'm still uh, afraid of of the Rams blue chippers. What, what's what's going on in your head with the uh, the NFL uh, the NFC uh, conference championship game? I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I think we we got a chance for the for the team playing with half money. I think more mm-hmm. pressures on the Rams. I'm not saying that they can't arrive to the challenge. However, I mean, we match up well. No, we just gotta we just gotta go and play. You know, stay yeah. within our game, avoid mistakes. I mean, uh, you know, just battle them like we know how, and, uh, and yeah, keep the ship steady. <laughs> Win the turnover battle. I think that's the key to the 49ers' uh, um, team victories. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, I I totally agree. Dude, right? I mean, uh, yeah. dude, I mean, if, if Shanahan just says screw it and. All the wishbone, all, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely going to run a lot. There's not going to be too many play action, uh, so I think it's going to be like 60-40 run to pass, uh, not a play action on defense. Uh, they're going to do a lot of zone um, rush fours, so just try to make Stafford beat him because Sta- Stafford can get rattled. Yeah, I mean you put the pressure on him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like like a lot of quarterbacks, I mean it just. Uh, don't give them time to work. Right. And then you have a, a one extra guy because you don't have to rush a fifth guy. You have one extra guy drop back in coverage, so it makes them uh, hurry up and, and get to that dump guy real quick, the, the check down. Yeah. Or like a lot of options aren't there, or he doesn't see uh, another guy breaking in for us for help. And that's yeah. where mistakes go. Right. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the game plan goes according to the plan. Um, I am not 100% confident that the 49ers are going to win. However, I am slightly optimistic that we have a really good team and we have the means to beat, to, to beat the Rams. Obviously, we beat them twice this year, but the uh, um, the momentum thing, it seems like uh, the, the pessimist in me is, says the Rams are due. So we'll see. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with the, the uh, I don't know what they call them. <laughs> the sports personalities do that. Oh yeah, yeah, on the the Levitar show. Right. He uh, his whole his whole hot take is for the Niners to lose. That way they could uh, rightfully get rid of Garoppolo and get Aaron Rodgers, and therefore go back to the Super Bowl <laughs> and have a dynasty. If, if they a dynasty for what, like two, one or two years? Because he <laughs> right. Oh yeah, just that. Just have another, just have another few seasons of runs at the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, all right. I've heard that too. I've heard the uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers. I even heard a, uh, you know, off chance of Brady going to the, the Ford Niners. But the the Ford Niners have do do have a lot of cap space, but they still have to sign a lot of guys too. To make that happen right. again. No, definitely. Anyway, so what about the other side, the uh, the Chiefs, and the Bengals? I think this is the the fourth year of the Kansas City uh, Invitational. I heard it called once. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, the fourth year. You know, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I think a lot of people are crowning Burrow a little too soon. Yeah, they're from what I hear, like the the Bengals are a year away, and so who knows, like why they even got this far? Right. I mean, they kind of had that. I mean, the Raiders played them tough, and they got kind of lucky. Not to say that they couldn't have scored the mm-hmm. next play, but, you know, they had that basically a, 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 a no-play touchdown. Yeah. That, well, you know, I, I've never seen that happen before, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was bone dead, mm-hmm. inadvertent or not. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that that was a game-changer. Just no. You know, the Raiders played them tough. Um, yeah, the fact that, I mean, Tannehill shit the bed so bad. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you were sacked nine times and still won a game is, is beyond me. I mean, yeah, to me, like you know, if you get a sack that you know you put them behind the sticks, you should get them off the field. You know what I mean? Like, so in my eyes, that's nine drives that should have been killed. <laughs> How many possessions? 
I was shocked uh, Derrick Henry didn't couldn't produce, but maybe I shouldn't have been. We shouldn't have been because he he was out for like most of the year. Yeah, I mean, being medically healthy and in game shape are obviously two different things. I mean, especially <laughs> yeah. the, at, at his caliber of play. I mean, it, it, I'm happy he's healthy. At the mm-hmm. same time, it's just like he wasn't healthy in, or he wasn't in yeah. form like he was. Maybe it was uh, like they were just trying to use him as a distraction, but it didn't work. Right. Yeah, I think the I, I, I think the Chiefs win, but I, at the same time, I, I think that the Bengals might just go for their how they played it last time and just you know just go toe for toe, just fucking air the ball out. What do they have to lose? So it might be a fun game. Might be more fun than the Rams Niners game. All right. Uh, one um, more, th- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna move on to our next su- subject, but if you have uh, one or two more things to say, go ahead. Uh, just in football, like, I, well, I don't want to get too too deep into it. However, mm-hmm. like, basically by this time in the season, I'm not saying the same date on the calendar, but because of the extra week and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, I think I think I heard that all the coaching vacancies were filled when. I think barely two, maybe three, are officially occupied now of the what eight or nine that are open. So, uh, yeah. so th- teams are taking their time. Whether they're they're still looking at the the final four teams for for coaches, or mm-hmm. they're still just vetting that you know doing their due diligence. Because that's the thing too. From well, I don't get too much into it, but a lot of teams are are cleaning house too. It's not just the coach; it's the, it's the GM as well. So. Oh yeah interesting to see how it was uh, gonna go hey how funny is it that the the bears they got rid of uh ryan pace the gm and matt nagy the coach and they hire uh the guy named ryan to be the gm and a guy named matt to be the coach yeah, i didn't even notice talk about talk about cheap's case they just want to change half the nameplate on the the office doors exactly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've been sitting on that joke for like a, a few days now. <laughs> They're going to have a label tape over. <laughs> right. I just, you know, just scrape off the last name and just say Matt and Ryan. And then when they when these two fail yeah. and they have to hire new people, they just keep the same names. There you go. How many Ryans out there <laughs> looking for a GM job? Uh-huh. Oh, man. All right, let's move on to our next subject, and that is the Book of Boba Fett, or as uh, episode five, or as I like to call it, the beginning of the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, season three, episode one. The actually chapter five was called Return of the Mandalorian. I I saw that, yeah. And it was uh, um, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. That's the uh, the daughter of Ron Howard, if if I'm not mistaken. Right. And uh, of course, uh, written by John. He, Favreau he, uh, again. he directed yeah. a few episodes of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I didn't know uh, she was getting into that. That's cool. Uh, so this episode was basically there was no Boba Fett in it whatsoever. How do you how do you feel about that? Um, I was kind of waiting for them to meet up. However, I was cool with it because uh, I like the story. Right. Oh yeah, I, I I just think it was weird. I mean, the series is called Book of Boba Fett, and there was no Boba Fett in the episode. But the the, the episode was great. Don't get me wrong; it was a fantastic episode. Uh, let's see here. So let me just go over the synopsis of the the episode. So the Mandalorian, also known as Din Djarin, he uh, kills a bounty and then he delivers the the head to the Mandalorian hideout. And then he finds the armorer and Paz Vizla, Paz Vizla, yeah. um, survivors of the uh, the tribe of the Mandalorian warriors who inspect the dark saber that he went by Moff Gideon. Now, from their dialogue, are, are they the only three left from their tribe? That's what it seemed like, right? And then they kick one out. Well, it was funny. Well, first, but even before then, there's only three of them. And this guy, uh, Paz Vizla, he, uh, you know, he hears the story from the arm. The armor gives the story of the Darksaber and how it was 
made, manufactured, you know, uh, built by someone named with the same last name as Paz Vizla. Yeah. Paz Vizla was the uh, the Mandalorian Jedi yeah. who forged it to uh, unite the, uh, the 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 tribes of Mandalorian. Yeah, and so he's like, well, that's my, you know, that's my family heritage. So yeah, I, I will challenge you. I'm like, wait a minute, there's only three of you. And this guy wants to fight to the death for this sword. So there's going to be two of them left. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of fucking sense does this make? But whatever. It turns out uh, Mandalorian defeats Paz. Right? But doesn't kill him. All right. And then the armor uh, asks if... I forgot the, the actual dialogue, but I just know that the, the armor asks Mandalorian... Uh, Din Jarin if he's ever removed his helmet and he pauses because he has and so he had to think about it what did what did you think of that that was a real, i thought that was a really good tension scene what did you think yeah i thought it was like a weird time to, to bring it up however yeah. like why didn't you bring it up before mm -hmm. however like why didn't he just uh remove that other guy you know what i mean he could have he had his he had his, that he had him that, dead to right yeah. i mean because that that's the question is have you ever removed your helmet, or was it ever removed? Right, mm -hmm. right. Something that. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I jumped. I, I jumped ahead a little bit, but the uh, Din Djarin shows uh, the armorer his Beskar spear, and and she's the one who said, you know, usually Beskar isn't turned into a, a weapon; it's turned into uh, what do you call it, uh, armor. And so he's like, well, here, take the spear and turn it to armor then. Like, I don't need it. He doesn't, he doesn't really need it. It's a, It was a great gift, but he doesn't really need it. Right. I mean, that's kind of like, um, I, I guess it's, it's kind of like redundancy. I mean, if you have the dark saber, you don't need a spear. That's true. Yeah. That's probably why he's like, well, I got this, so I don't need the, the spear. So he asked armor to turn it into a gift for Grogu. And right. so, you know, he's got this little package. And so then, because he, because Din Djarin admits that he um, took off his helmet in front of somebody, he gets kicked out, right? He gets kicked out of the tribe. Well, he has to redeem himself in the the um, the waters of Lake of Lake Minnetonka. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, no, like yeah, in the mines underneath Mandalore. Or something like that. I, I saw like a geek video on it. Like uh, supposedly, yeah, that there was mines, but those might have been destroyed during the, the Great Purge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, um, so right after that, uh, Jaren takes a, a commercial flight. It's funny because he tries to bring weapons onto <laughs> onto. Basically, like he gets stopped by TSA. He's like, "Hey, you can't bring weapons onto this flight." So he's got to check them all in. And uh, he gets the Tatooine, and he meets uh, what's her name, Pell Motto, the, the the mechanic. Well, I forgot, but I know you. Yeah. Yeah, on the... Tatooine, and she uh, gives him an old N one starfighter and a boost starfighter, and they. Uh, it's actually a pretty badass ship. The only problem with that is the Razor Crest. He can actually, you know, have someone and even take some cargo, but with that little N one yeah. fighter from Nobu, it's just basically him. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I don't know, but they, uh, she said how she, uh, she got rid of the, the astromech part, so I could mm -hmm. see Grogu fitting in a little dome. Oh, that's true. Well, I thought he, she turned it into something else to make it faster, but anyway, huh. um, then when, uh, when he comes back from, from his, his test flight, <laughs> uh, Fennec Shan is there and he asks, uh, she asks, oh, hey, real quick, yeah. oh yeah, go real ahead. Quick, one of the. One of the pieces that the Jawas got him, that was like the, the same thing that Han used to try to keep the, the garbage compactor open. Oh, was that, that big old long uh, pole or smokestack? Yeah. I, I I thought it was a smokestack from a, uh, a semi-trailer uh, or a semi-tractor. It could be two things. <laughs> uh, uh, so they, um, oh yeah, Fennec Shen arrives in Tatooine and asks uh, Boba Fett to help and he said he'll do it for free and that's but he's got to go visit a friend for a suite and he's talking about Grogu and that's what it ends right yep 
Now, if if you were just if you just wanted to throw Boba in here anywhere, where would you have thrown him in? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have extended it or had like Boba show up with Fennec Shan. Yeah, or maybe Fennec goes back and, and talks to Boba and says, uh, you know, he yeah. he'll be back in a you know whatever a parsec or whatever. And then, uh, and then he maybe just drops a um, like a lead into the next the next episode, right? Yeah. Or too, I mean, not to not to add another montage, but like uh-huh. maybe show uh, Boba working with those uh, cyborg kids to at least uh, kind of get him up to speed on fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. While while this you know, is happening, well, what the Tatooine part right. is happening. Right. Exactly. Like oh, they're yeah. back at, at the palace. Yeah. Doing some training and stuff. But yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, this show was what, like, uh, this episode, I think it was like 50 minutes. So, yeah, another 5, 10 minutes would have been all right. Yeah, or even like some, some Rancor time. Yeah. You know, or even uh, the the Black Kajanthan, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Wookiee. Yeah, you, or even the Wookiee showing the cyborgs how to fight. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like uh, showing them like uh, team building stuff. Yeah, yeah, little team building. Yeah. So like, it's not like he's got a ragtag squad. It's like he's got a, a squad that's been working together. Oh yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it. Let's let's uh, hear it. Hold on. Let me text John right now. <laughs> All oh, right. Yeah. John Favreau was that other Mandalorian guy. That was him from the the Mandalorian episode. Oh, he was in there. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Voice. Yeah, or at least his voice. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's both. And you know, John's a little swole up these days. Or I don't know. Maybe 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 lost some weight. I was just thinking of him uh, um, in the MCU. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode? No. Cool. Go Niners. <laughs> Go Niners. Thank you for downloading yet again an episode. <laughs> Another cold brew. Wow. I'm Greg. He's Sorcerer Comatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.